Hello, welcome to Closed Door Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Mill Ivory. If you're looking for a non-judgmental, open and honest conversation about any and all things that are usually discussed behind closed doors, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Mill Ivory. I am here today. This is my first show, of course. I know you guys seen that. The best way to figure out the way that a person is is to know where they come from. So today, my guest is a very special guest. She's my cousin, but she's really like my sister. <laughs> so she was there with me basically from conception. We spent a lot of time growing up. And even today, I am originally from Texas, but I live in South Carolina. And she's actually even followed me to South Carolina. So. I'm going to let her introduce herself since my guests do have an option to be anonymous. I like my guests to introduce themselves, whether they just want to say hello, whether they want to give a name or whatever works for them. So if you would go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Hello, everyone. My name is Crunchy and I'm Melody's cousin, a.k.a. her sister, a.k.a. her best friend, everything else, her soulmate, her partner, everything. So like we say, sister, cousin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the purpose of the, the show today is kind of just, I wanted to speak to somebody that knows me real well, because I want to give my audience kind of what to expect from the host. I need them to know, like, I kind of want them to just understand the type of person I am. So when I hit certain subjects, they would be able to kind of see where I'm coming from. So first thing we're going to do is in the beginning of the show, before we get into all the good story times, I want to see how well you know me, because I seem to think you know me pretty well, but it's going to be interesting just to see the basic thing. <sighs> you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Can you name two pet peeves of mine? Yes. First pet peeve I would like to name is you love truth and honesty. The second pet peeve is you like for everyone to be comfortable around you, to be clean, be pleasant, and happy and comfortable. Just had a hygiene together. And don't tell me no lies. This just on period. I hate a fucking liar. <laughs> and, I, and I can't deal with dirty people. I just can't. But you know, when we was coming up, we was told that a liar would not carry in the eyes of God. And cleanliness is next, next to God. Next to godliness. Right. So that's definitely You're a Christian it. woman. <laughs> so what, do I prefer to drink coffee or tea? Coffee, Starbucks. <laughs> Look, nah, don't put me down. Somebody, somebody want some mocha, a gift card or something, honey. Oh, okay. you love gifts, right? Do I like surprises? No, hate them motherfuckers. Yeah, I don't like to be surprised <laughs> because the surprise to me might surprise you. Hmm. What's my favorite color? Blue, royal blue. <laughs> yep, you're so freaking awesome. But for some reason, like in my adulthood, I guess because I'm plush. Mm-hmm. I, blue is still my favorite color, but I've learned to like rose gold and black. Okay, black rose gold and royal blue. Like I've added, but royal blue has been my favorite since I was a child. That has not changed. You are doing so good. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so I always go through this thing, and I want to ask you this, but I'm scared you're going to make me laugh. So I'm not going to even tell you this. But right I'm not now, make you laugh. Okay. So, what's your favorite childhood memory of me? When we were living with our grandmother by choice and our grandfather, 
We used to always no, no, I no, no. We're not talking about them mashed potatoes and beans and rice. On that's today. right. That's the favorite. Oh, man, memory. I knew it. So we moving on because I don't want to get the cackling like Medill say. When are we always cackling, we not for the cackle. So am I more likely speaking of cackling? And that same little statement just brought this other question on. Am I more likely to laugh or to cry? Both. Because you can laugh and cry at the same time. At the same damn time. So I was telling my friend about this. Till you know me so well, like everybody else was kind of scared to be around me at Papa Funeral. And I was just like, you know, because they don't know how to Because you're so emotional. And so I don't really know Right. Because a lot of family felt as if you wouldn't be able to handle it because you would be so emotional because of how close you and Papa was. But I knew that you were strong. It would hurt you. You just need someone to stand by you and be supportive for you to pull through it. It's so crazy because I think I've expressed this to you before. Like through the whole process, even through traveling to Texas, I really was kind of numb. I was like on on automatic a pilot or something. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. the memory of it, I guess, yes, with man. the devastation that I was dealing with, it was not really... I don't even know. I thank God for getting me there safely and bringing me back safely. And we always ask for that in traveling. But the thing is like, it kind of woke me up at the funeral. You use that same statement, but I I think you seen me really about to break down. And then I was back there laughing and you was holding me and everybody thought I was breaking down and they was running. But they didn't know what was going on. Right. And then they got mad when they went to the back and we was laughing. (laughs) Yes. But so but, I, when I tell people that I'm just a really emotional person, I cry all the time. That's like my emotion. I cry when I'm mad. I cry when I'm sad. I cry. So and I'm silly as fuck. So like even in my madness, in my sadness, whatever I'm going through, if you say something funny and it's funny to me, I'm going to laugh. But you know what? That's a good thing, because when we were coming up, we was taught that weakness leaving the body is your tears. tears. And the laughter is a breakthrough from God. You know, laughter is good for, for the soul. Right. Correct. So if you could cry and laugh at the same time, you're really blessed. Because as your body is healing from the hurt or the upsetness, the joy of your spirit is coming back through the laughter. I never really looked at it like as blessed, especially when I be trying to discipline my kids. Me too. You be your serious. Kids and then they you do some bullshit. Yeah, because they do something on make a face and it just be so funny. But you still be mad as hell. And they, they still whoop their ass. Right. But <laughs> and then they think it's cool because you laughing. Nah, it's not cool. Like, no, we still have a problem. <laughs> but they, our kids nowadays, they really have a good. Because back in the day, if your mama looked at you a certain way, mm-hmm. you already knew what it was. Right. And if it had to get to a whooping, oh, it was over. So, you know what? That leads to my next thing that's on there. So, mm-hmm. I was telling my kids, y'all are so freaking lucky. Like, y'all never had to struggle. For real. They don't understand. And so, I gave them some examples, and then I'm going to speak my part on it. So, during tough times, when it comes down to food, do you remember when we didn't have enough food, what we had to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, my kids never had a mayonnaise sandwich before. They never had a seed sandwich either? Or egg and rice. No. I don't know. They never has. But that's a blessing. It that's is a blessing. Because God brought us through it so that we can make sure that our kids would be able to go through it. Because by the world changing and times changing, it's harder now. 
And our kids are strong kids, but they're so strong to I'd be afraid to how they'll react. Because if somebody tell one of my children, especially Spark or Jaquan, if you can't eat that, they gonna cut up. And I think they spoil. I tell my kids, you are spoiled. Anytime you don't eat, oh, I don't eat this. I, when my mama cooked dinner, my mama cooked dinner, or Medea, or Nanny, whoever cooked dinner, they cooked dinner. I'm sorry, y'all. Nanny, I'm sorry. I didn't got into the conversation. Nanny's my auntie. In Texas, we call aunties nanny. So any of my nannies, they were all like our family, super, super close. Anytime we went to somebody's house and they cooked dinner, here is your food. They fixed your food and you ate. It's not like I don't eat this and you better not throw nothing away. Because I still use that same line. Don't nobody get no food stamps here. I worked hard for this food. food I worked hard for this food, you know. If you was to get food stamps, it'd still be hard getting food stamps nowadays. Standing in line, filling all that paperwork. They want to know who you're sleeping with, what positions you was in, and all that. You don't need that for no damn food stamps. They want to know your positions, cuz. Yeah, cuz. I'm telling you, cuz. They asked me at the food stamp off one time. That's why people Um, don't be wanting to sell me no stamps. Go, I'm telling you, it's hard out here. It, it ain't like the it people, used to be. The, the, yeah, I used to love them paper food stamps. That was the thing. Bust them down. But nowadays, you go to the store with a paper food stamp, they're going to look at you. But back in the day, you go to the store with a, they'll give you a $20 paper food stamp. And they give you $19.75 change because they don't have no food stamp change. Girl, I remember we had to, used to have to break food stamps. I well, Nanny, I ain't going to say which one. Used to have, what you know, who used to have us going in the store busting food stamps so we could have money to put in church. Yes. God is good. But get them 10% and them tithes and sacrifices came through, baby. Yes, it did. They came through. God forgive me. I'm just saying. Now, if we would have gave the food stamps to the church as the tithes, they would have accepted it too because church buy food. We used to be eating good at church. I'm telling you, Sunday mornings, you get to go to Sunday school, get donuts, Christian eggs. The church would have loved them food stamp books. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, we had to bust the stamps to get gas money. Oh, yeah. To get to church, because church was in Beaumont. Sometimes we had to bust food stamps just to get anything. Girl, she always had a big car. She went from the big van to the suburban. Girl. I'm telling you. But then God blessed her and brought her through, though, so... Thank and she made sure that everybody was able to make it to church, too. Yeah. It was just, and then another thing, too, you know what? We used to come down here during the summertime with grandmother to South Carolina to visit Aunt Annie and Uncle Kay. Mm-hmm. And it used to be so beautiful out here. But I was just scared of little mountain road in the dark, girl. Every time people come here, like when Nan and first came, oh, it's so beautiful. All the trees and the mm-hmm. fresh air like and I, I thought it was peaceful versus staying in texas in the city yeah the trees and stuff i i just can't do the trees and stuff so speaking about the kids and how they don't know things or how they're they have more now than what we had then the advantages that they have have do you ever remember our family talking about politics no or saving money well i ain't trying to be funny but as for politics wise our family, they really didn't get into all that because the world, you it know, wasn't they wasn't worldly. Right. Yeah, they wasn't, there wasn't, like they call a worldly person. And mm-hmm. then as for saving money, my grandmother and my mama and my aunties, they used to always save money for a rainy day because they felt like if anything was to happen to one of their children or if we have to cause emergency evacuate because they always have hurricanes and stuff. 
they wanted to be able to have something. They still do that now. They save money. And they say it's for a rainy day for their children. Well, that's the difference in like how people, the upbringing of people just like real, even in the same family. So with me being, I'm not going to say the favorite child, but I was the youngest girl forever until Nigel came along. So with me being the youngest girl, I spent, by us being so close, I used to spend a lot of time at child house. And then in turn, we used to spend a lot of time with Medea because we both was granny babies. So Mm -hmm. that being said, with Nanny, Barbara, and Mama being so close together, you know, I used to be over there too when they used to be Mm -hmm. in the streets. (laughs) So I learned different things from different people. Like, for example, Medea would always say, but Medea was safe because... You know, grandmother was raised in the old school, so they never know when they would have money for things that they need. And she also was in an abusive relationship with daddy. So she saved mm-hmm. because she never knew when she was going to have to leave a nigga. Yeah, you know? pick up and leave. And she tell you that, you know, or she never know when her kids going to need something because she was a housewife. She didn't work, but she did little stuff mm-hmm. on the side and she kept her money. So if her mm-hmm. kids, she didn't want her kids to go without anything. All her grandkids. Right. So... Because I remember we used to have that store in the back in the olden days called Chris. And she used to make sure every Saturday she took us to Chris and had her coins so we can get her some slip, some pantyhose, and maybe some new shoes. But you're going to get some panties. You want somebody to go to church. Yes. We're going to talk, girl, we're going to talk about that later on. My point is with saying that. So from your mama, I got the like the professional side of her. Because Nanny always had office jobs. She was managers and supervisors. And so she was always professional. And she would teach me, like, she, I think she the one that first made me fall in love with heels. Because Nanny love a badass heel now. And, uh-huh. and you know, I think that's kind of where I got that from. But Nanny Barbara, she dressed her ass off too, though. And love them heels too. And she always taught, what, taught you, you ain't got to look like what you're going through. And what I, you feel. And I got that hustle from her, too, because, you know, Nana would sell a fucking bag of ice to an Eskimo. She'll so, sell your panties back to you? Yeah, 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 she'll talk you out of them and then sell them back to your ass. So, okay. you, know, you know, and I got the calmness communication from my mama. I got really a lot from my mommy, and I'm sure we all differently got a lot from my mommy. But this is just so much. And I realize I act like my mama so much more and more every day. Now, my mm-hmm. mama never taught me about saving money, but she taught me a lot as far as my strength is concerned. You know, after my Correct. mama was a housewife for years, so her and my daddy divorced, she went back to school, she got a degree, you know, she got a cosmetology license, got her own salon and showed me, Psh, I got this, you don't need no man. You know, okay. in my head as a child, that's what I seen. But every step of the way, she always let me know, don't fucking play with her on period. Respect. And I've always had a situation with my mouth. <laughs> I got slept in the mouth so much. All of us. It was ridiculous. But speaking of respect, that's the same thing that I teach my kids and my grandbabies. You know, people don't understand, like, how we meet adult people. And it really aggravates me when they don't have no respect. And it's not that I think people should feel any type of way. But I think it's just for, come from their family not teaching them. Mm-hmm. And when our kids in this generation are around other people, they try to do what they want to do and say what they want to say. For example, I think it's just yeah. becoming the norm for some people. It's not that they don't feel like it's disrespectful. Some people don't feel like they get disrespected by their kids unless they're getting cussed out. Mm-hmm. 
but my baby is 24. <laughs> you know that, of course. And yes. I just require respect if I don't require nothing else. And that's from anybody, family or not. Family or not, I just require respect. And, and I think respecting people lets you know to me that I care this much about you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just me. Anyway, but so another thing, too, excuse me if you don't mind. I feel like respect goes a long way. And we were taught to be to respect people and to also be respected. And that came from our great great grandfather. Our grandmother, her father, he was born during poverty times, but he wasn't a slave. He was a sharecropper. Right. So that also instilled into our grandmother and our great aunts and uncles how to work, how to be professional, how to be business wise, and you know how to take care of your business and not to take no shit. Be respectful so you can stay in your own lane. So you won't be disrespected and you won't disrespect anyone else. Right. That's true. And you get and more that with came a long shit. way with correct. And that came a long way in our family, especially with you, Mill, because you made it possible for us to accept it and to, you know, go through it. Because you know me, I can be the sweetest person, but I can be ghetto as hell too. You know, but you always teach us. When you know we wasn't raised like that, don't let nobody take you outside of yourself. You know what I'm saying? So your inner strength is able to help other family members with their inner strength. I try. You see what I'm saying? Know, sometimes if it's in you, it's in you. Sometimes I have to turn up too. I was just telling them the other day how it don't make no sense. I, I kind of regret like spoiling Zane so much. For people who don't know who Zane is, that's my son. He's my baby, but he's 24. We was telling stories about how all he used of us to, are guilty of that. How he used to be in the school telling them, "I'm about to call my mama. She about to come cuss y'all out." I know, Pooh. Like <laughs> same thing my son do, and I, I mean, we regret it, but in a certain way, God allowed for it to happen. That reason because they needed extra love, and if they can't get extra love from their mother or their family, they just lost. Especially in the world today. Especially today. You didn't do anything wrong because it's not like that you spoiled your son and then throw him off to the streets. No, you spoiled your son and you're still there with him. I'm going to always, as long as God put breath in my body. You know why? Because that's another thing that was instilled in us. To this day, if I I call Diane for anything and it's in her will and she can do it, she comes through. My mama always taught me, no matter what else I am in this world, I will always be your mother. And so, therefore, Correct. that requires you to respect me and for Correct. me to always be there for you. And it's just what I instilled in myself and my kids. But just because I think the difference is the struggles. That's why I say our kids are spoiled, though, because we give them the same thing that our parents gave us. But the difference is we gave them way and beyond. Like, they ain't never Correct. had to worry about where their next meal was coming from. They ain't never had they gonna get to get to go to school or do anything. And if things went wrong, we were there. Now, don't get me wrong. When our kids are wrong, we do let them know that they are wrong, but we still stand by them so that they can come out of it in the best way. Right. That was my next That was my next thing, though, because I already know what the answer is, though. So this is just about letting my audience know the type of person that I am. So the next question is, if there is a situation that is going on with someone, would I be the person to be honest with them and hurt their feelings or lie to them and protect them? Well, when something is going on, you're the type of person to be honest with them. And you don't say it in an ugly way and you take your time and you explain it to them and you let them know that. 
I'm not being ugly or nothing. I'm just trying to do what's right. You know what I'm saying? And then as well as that, you don't try to hurt nobody's feelings, but if their feelings do get hurt, you do apologize to them. You know, And let them know that I'm I'm apologizing if I hurt your feelings, but I'm not apologizing for the message. Correct. Because if it's the truth, it's the truth. The truth is always going to stand up on its own. Correct. And it's real set you free. The truth got its own feet where a lie got will. Because a lie going to move around. It's going to keep on rolling. That's right. <laughs> and it's going to change every time it moves. So. Correct. Right. And then not on that, when you tell one lie, it don't stop it down. But you got to keep on going. And then you got to remember what you just said to keep up with it. So with um. that being said, would you say I was more of an extrovert or an introvert? It all depends on the situation. Just me as a person with everyone. How am I? And speak. I can't answer that question truthfully because I can only speak for when you're with me. But when you're with everybody else, you try to be fair and honest. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's intro- like you're being. Everywhere. I know what you're saying, but okay. when you're around everyone else, you be like. But when you're around me, you be more subtle. But at the same time, you also just like to lock in by yourself. But by the people that love you, that love you, they don't want you to be locked in by yourself. Like when I lived at your house when I first came, I would be so upset because you would just stay in your room all the time by yourself with the door closed. And you don't be doing that, just be laying there or either doing schoolwork or something. And to me, I was like, well, damn, I'm not invisible. I'm a big old girl. I'm taking up space. Come on your ass on up out of there. <laughs> then once you come out of there, then you can interact. You know what I'm saying? You start off might be interact with one or two people. Then you might go to three or four, but you don't, you know, you're a people person. You're all purpose girl. That's what she is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because like when I'm home, I'm the type of person, I'm home. I like to be home. I like to be in silence. I like to be left alone to read, watch TV, listen to music, do whatever the fuck I feel like doing. But when Mm -hmm. I'm out and about, if I know you and you, I don't meet strangers. I'm the type of person that don't meet any strangers. Like, I don't mind having a conversation with anybody. I don't mind uplifting anybody, encouraging anybody. That's just how I am because everybody is everybody. We was taught that a person is a person, a human is a human. We don't see color or creed. And like you mentioned earlier, I just need your hygiene together. Don't be in my face with no stinking ass breath, no stinking ass, period. No. For real. We're kind of getting at our time limit. So I know when when you're talking and you're having fun, there is anything in particular that you would like to let my audience know about me. And I think, to be honest, I think you've already said it, but is there anything that you feel like that's very important that they need to know about me when listening to my podcast? Yes. I feel like they shouldn't sleep on you because you're an amazing all-purpose girl that has a lot of knowledge of a lot of things that can be helpful to people. And as well, you're not a judgmental person. You're not a gossiper. You know, so that people can really see you for you, not for the beauty on the outside. I want them to see the beauty on the inside as well as the beauty on the outside. And to know that you're just a straight up 100 person. You have a lot of talent. You know, you really are a superstar that's not on the the sidewalk. (laughs) Thank you. That's so sweet. I appreciate that. And I think that's what a lot of people misinterpret. Like, either because I'm so blunt, but in my seasonness, I'm not going to say older age, my seasonness, I have really learned to work on my delivery. And I think I'm mastering my delivery. 
But I've always been the person to say what I feel and feel what I say. I can't just let stuff sit on my heart like that because it don't sit right with me, you know? And sometimes people need to hear the, the ugly truth to make a better to make a better decision. And so... But I'm don't not, say that about yourself because sometimes everybody might have a good report, but the delivery be messed up. But the whole purpose of giving the message, if you deliver messed up or not, is just giving the message because so many people see things wrong or not right and just be quiet about it and let things keep going on and on. And you don't say it to be ugly. Even if it come out ugly, someone has to push you to it being ugly. You're not just, just going to come out and say, ooh, you are ugly, motherfucker. No. They have to keep going on and on and on and you keep trying to, oh, no, it's okay. All right, all right. I really call people ugly, though, because, you know, I really... No, I'm just using that Now, you know, it be some ugly people. I never heard you say out loud that people was ugly. I know you be thinking it, but you haven't said it. Well, but yeah, sometimes I might be ugly to some damn body. It's not anything bad. You don't do anything to hurt people intentionally, even if it might hurt. But sometimes the truth hurts because people cannot accept it. But even if they accept it or not, you still let them know. So, Crunchy, what you don't know is my other brother cousin just joined the conversation. Late always. He swear he's the busiest, hardest working man in Houston, Texas, guys. Oh, uh, actually, I was on the call and I was on the call by myself. So I kind of resorted to getting some other things done before five o'clock, which was the actual original call time. But it's nice to see you guys. Well, we were on the line at five because I don't know what you got going on. We was on the oh, line. Oh, you know what? I'm absolutely... You're absolutely right. I'm on Central Standard Time versus you guys Eastern say, Standard Time. It's, it's a time difference, but we're all on the same page. But welcome to the conversation. I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself. Guys, this is, again, I was telling you, I was having family members that I'm close to. It was either going to be my sisters, my brothers, or my cousins that are like sisters and brothers. So guys, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Again, just like you do have the option to become anonymous. Even though we're at the end of the conversation, I'm sure he can add some insight to the conversation. I'm going to go ahead and allow him to join in. Please introduce yourself. Guys, my name is Willie Akron, and I am the youngest of the crew. I I have a beautiful family here in Houston, Texas, and we are servants. Uh, we, We love to serve all, and we love to serve others. And we are just so delighted to be here with you guys. Uh, to I don't think maybe, maybe to add a little introspective that uh, could potentially help clear things up, and hopefully we can find a way to serve you guys. Okay, so basically, may I say something? I'm sure. Give me one second. Let me just finish okay. explaining to him. Basically, the conversation was just me um, having you guys add insight to help my audience get to know the type of person that I am, where I came from. Because, of course, I've been with you since diapers. Crunchy's been with me through diapers. But basically, you guys know me very well. There's not very many people that know me very well. And so so I was I allowing, think- I had asked some questions, different questions to kind of give my guests insights. So when they do tune in, they'll be able to kind of see my side, my point of view of where I'm coming from with the subject. So... And it's so crazy. I'm going to tell you this right now on this platform. He is the youngest guy. And I love him so dearly. And I am so freaking proud of him. Because I was really not joking when I tell you he's one of the busiest persons I know. Like, he literally is one of the busiest oh, yeah. persons I know. So <laughs> next to me, we run in the race. But see, he is skinnier than me. So he's a little faster right now. <laughs> but um, I was just going to say, that's what I wanted to ask you. 
can I let the audience know that he's another superstar that's not on the side? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we don't get as many accolades as we want to. And because we want our roses while we're here, right? Absolutely. I'm sure I'm going to pass them out to y'all. So should, I wish that they could see how beautiful our family is through all the struggles and the happiness, the joys and sorrows. We made it and we're still here and we're still moving forth in the name of the Most High. Well, some people will. I'm not doing video. I'm not doing video to this particular podcast, but some people will moving forward. I have a Patreon page, guys. To anyone that wants to support me, please join my Patreon page. It's www.patreon backslash closed door conversations. And basically what it is, you can join as a member and there's different tiers. You have some people, if you just want to support me, is a monthly membership. If you just want to support me, the basic is $2 a month. You don't really get nothing with that one. I think I'll let you help choose topics or something simple, just to be real. Either way, I appreciate the support, even if you donated 50 cents. But there are tiers that where you are allowed on the higher tiers that are like $10, where you get the exclusive content that includes the video to the podcast and you get the unedited version. So some people won't hear all the foolery that they went on in here. But the Patreon members will absolutely, that's why they're paying their money and dedicating their time to listen to it. So they'll get to hear the unedited foolery and all along with it. I'm glad I'm not doing a video today because Red is, is doing something. I mean, just as soon as you told me you wasn't actually doing the video. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think, so I did a getting to know me. I wanted to just basically see how well you guys knew me just to prove a few points. Richie basically got everything correct. I'm not sure I want to go that far back with you, but we were actually um, was just telling stories about how fortunate our kids are today about how they hadn't, hadn't really seen the struggle. So one of the questions that I definitely know that you probably going to have something funny about to add about this is in a time when we was at a time, do you ever remember not having enough food and where we had to stretch or make do and any particular dish stuck out in? You know, fortunately enough, we were raised with a lot of love and our values, our morals, and the intangible things were so prevalent in our lives. I think that sometimes it kind of blinded or shielded us from some of the things that we actually were missing. So, I I mean, I'm not trying to go all around the world to answer a question, but there was actually times when I can remember my mom taking a bite out of my sandwich versus having her own sandwich. You know, I do kind of remember those times, but again, I just think that the environment that we were raised in, there was an abundance of love, of morals, of everything that you needed. So some of the intangible things that we didn't have that we wanted or some of the things that would have made life, I guess, great, you know, maybe the succulent filet or something like that. You know, we kind of didn't notice that we didn't have those things until later on in life. Until once we got adults. And that's what me and Crunchy was talking about. We didn't realize how fortunate we was until we became adults and it was our time to supply these things to our family. You know, I was just like, do you ever remember a time when our family would talk politics? Unfortunately, I don't remember <laughs> politics being talked a lot uh, on the round table. Uh, I don't, some of the current world events, we were more or less shielded from because there was a viewpoint or a vantage point that our family kind of wanted us to, to see the world through. And a lot of times, uh, things was introduced to me through uh, the vantage point or the ideal point of my elders or the people who were around me that knew better than me. Right. And as far as religion, where where does our family stand? 
from oh, you. Oh man, I think that religion is actually the glue that binds our family together. Although I think that most of the people in our family had different personal relationships that kind of entrenched or spanned. What's the word I'm trying to use? But the um, it must be a big motherfucker word. You got Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just trying to really you know make sure that I'm saying what I want to say. I think so, that everyone. So I'm just going to interrupt you. Hold on. Hold on. Because it is so funny. Y'all, my podcast is more raw. So this is going to be a new side of me that a lot of people in the business world don't see of me with a little cussing and stuff. But never get it twisted. You have heard from both of my cousins that were the foundation. And so therefore, now you guys can understand how I can pray for you and sometimes curse you out when need be. Because we were raised (laughs) to always have a relationship with God. God sees and knows all. And what's important is you having a relationship with God. And it's not about the religion. It's about your spirituality and you being in sync with God. This man here, he loves to articulate. And I love that he can articulate. He even articulates when he cusses you out. But carry on. I was was just basically saying what you were saying. I think that the, the depth or the level of the relationship kind of varied from person to person or family to family. But I do think that for the most part, we all believed in the same thing. And, and we were all dedicated to the same morals values and truths right and that's what we was talking about how we used to have to be at church all the time and just even just speaking of struggles that we went through as kids growing up the fact that we have had times where we didn't have any food but we had love or we didn't have this but we had love it's like if we didn't have anything else we were raised on love respect morals and the love of christ like that's it Absolutely. And I think that sometimes, you know, that helped us to not focus or even realize some of the things that we were missing, right? Or, or some of the things that other people had, right? We, we weren't looking on our outside, looking for those things because we had those things inside. That was just the main thing. So the final question that we were getting to is, I really wanted you guys to say, if, there, if I came with a warning label, <laughs> what warning label would you give me to give my audience? I just think it's about uh, having an open perspective. You know, I think that sometimes when we when we know people from a certain area or when we know this this person that in this field, we kind of look at that person that way. But I, I think that, you know, we've talked at times and you give me different perspective, you know, let's say than a single parent, right? It, it wasn't single parent perspective you was giving me, right? And I was more or less expecting single parent perspective from you because that's what you were at the time. But I think that, a lot of times you're able to step back, right, and give introspect on things other than your situation. And I think that's it's pretty talented. But the reason why I said to stay open-minded is because I think that we all, you know, we judge with our eyes, right? And so when a person will look at you or if they know you from a certain capacity, right, they will only be looking to or willing to accept this type of information from you. And I think that you have way more to offer than a lot of people realize. I think because I'm such a private person, to be honest, it's going to be a lot of things that my audience, that I'm going to share with my audience, that's going to be new to a lot of people. <laughs> Even my family. You, like the people that was on this call was the closest to me. So you guys, there's a lot that probably won't surprise y'all. But just because I don't give everybody everything, I'm sure it's going to be some things that are even surprise y'all. You know, but the purpose is to kind of just open them up, basically let them know I've been through some shit. <laughs> I'm a non-judgmental person. I'm open-minded and I trust God. I put God first in all that I do. And I just want the audience to get that, hopefully get that out of this conversation and look forward to many more shows because I'm going to touch on some stuff that's going to touch a lot of people deep. 
I'm going to touch on some stuff that's going to be funny. I'm a, it's just, I have so much to offer, which is why I started this platform. So I'm excited and I just hope everybody else is excited. Anything else, any final words for my audience before I let you go? I do not have anything. I, I'm just so excited to be on this journey with you. I listen to a lot of podcasts. It's mainly on leadership and, you know, um, organization and structure and things like that. But, you know, I can say that I, I definitely lean a lot toward wisdom and understanding the knowledge that comes from other people, right? Because we don't have the answers to everything. And, you know, just knowing you, I, I know that, you know, the things that you've been through, right? Uh, you use that as a, a stepping board or a platform, right? To to help other people. And so, no, it's just exciting. I, I think, like you said, I, I'm looking to learn and, and to grow and maybe even be surprised at some of this stuff. Maybe not as surprised as you think I'm going to be, but, uh, and it's yeah. not much that you don't know about me, unfortunately, but I'm sure it's, it's going to be something that's going to surprise a little bit of everybody. I'm just saying, even if it's just a point of view. And so thank you for coming on. Crunchy, we lost her guys, but I'm going to thank her for coming on as well. You're going to be seeing more of them because they're my family. I love them. And we have a lot of conversations that a lot of things like he explained that we've been together. So you'll hear more from them guys. And thank you guys for tuning in. Again, this is your host, Mill Ivory. Thank you for tuning in to Closed Door Conversations Podcast, a place where no topic is off limits, no filters will be applied, and no judgment will be allowed. Yes, this is the end of the show, but it's definitely not the end of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. To get even more involved and more exclusive content, join our Patreon community. The conversation continues. Till next time.